Mike is Mike is resentful at having to press the R button to every to start week. the record. He's he's an unemployed guy. Yeah, because he, he has this to stop old. saying what he refers to as all the fun I've, words. I have first <laughs> he of all works, he works. I've never forty minutes a week as that, and I don't do that most of the time when I'm not doing this. <laughs> But this is my one job. <laughs> Most of the time, my one job Great that cover. I have to do every week, and I do hate it. I hate every second of it, and I hate pressing the R button <laughs> when there's not a fully formed yeah. plan, and you know this. <laughs> oh God, you know there's no plan, folks. I think let's just start off by saying we're we're out of ideas. We just don't care anymore. I I, I wouldn't say we don't care, but there's even if we were trying to give you primo shit like we do during the regular season and you guys know that we have the best nba podcast out there it's just it's tough out here in the off season dry but we do i think we ought to start off with uh with a little look into beards beard swag bag can you can you run us through what you can describe it yeah (laughs) you're gonna have to describe it (laughs) this is gonna be 30 minutes of me describing let's try try to burn five minutes so uh, there's a black shirt says Charlotte up top at Hornets right below at bigger Hornets and then it's got number two but let, let the air ride a little bit yep. drags some yep. time out we're buying boom, time boom, we're boom, buying boom, time boom. <laughs> it's not Lamelo. It's, it's not the number two you're thinking about mm-hmm. uh-uh. big old Larry Johnson pretty sick shirt and then a, a hat for Mike's squad that's a, just a white hat purple rim brim brim yeah uh NBA logo on the left says Lakers 1985 World fire. Championship Major League Fire National Fire It's swag Now 85 was that the second yeah. Was that the first or the second uh, Ring that Magic got No okay so the first one was like 81 And they beat the Sixers And no one gave a shit Because it wasn't Bird Like it was supposed to be oh, a Bird yeah. Magic reunion But then the, the Celtics lost in the East so I'm thinking it's the second, but maybe it's the third. I actually don't know much don't about know. Magic Johnson. Let's make this a, a <laughs> yeah. Magic episode. All right, Google Magic Johnson. I, I will tell you one thing you might not know about. He was actually diagnosed with a uh, certain transmittable disease that was oh, ravaging COVID? people through the 80s. It was, uh, it's kind of like COVID. <laughs> Funny you mention it. Same people that... <laughs> yeah, so it, he did have... Uh, he did have his struggles there and ironically i i love to mention times when isaiah thomas was a piece of shit like whenever i can oh yeah because i do think he is maybe the single-handed most like complainy two-faced guy in the in that era (laughs) when he does the like first of all they walk off they show it in the last dance but when they walk off after the after mj's bulls finally beat them and they just like let the (laughs) seven seconds left on the clock and they just leave without dabbing people up and then MJ, he claims he didn't do this. It really doesn't matter if he did or didn't. But when that dream team was getting selected, IT said, I met the criteria, but I wasn't selected. And he's got a vendetta against MJ. And I think they interview like two or three different guys who go like, none of us wanted that bitch there. Like, he sucks. He, He like pretends to be a sweetheart. He did the, the Dennis Rodman said something about like racism of like, he wouldn't be... If he was black, he would be just another guy. Who was that about? Ah, shit. Larry Bird. They were talking about Larry Bird because, you know, it was an East rivalry. And Dennis Rodman said some off-the-cuff crazy shit that is, you know, funny for Dennis Rodman to say. I I think he kind of plays the media like a fiddle. I don't think he was really, like, butthurt about Larry Bird. (laughs) 
But then they ask Isaiah Thomas about it like five seconds later. They're just like, they, the, Dennis Rodman just said, you know, whatever. If he wasn't, if he was a black guy, he'd just be another NBA player. And he goes like, well, yeah, I think it's just like ugh, everything in history. But the reason I bring that up is Magic Johnson gets diagnosed with AIDS and he and IT are really tight, like have been oh, building this yeah. friendship forever. And then Isaiah Thomas like pulls away from him and then starts making like gay allegations about him. And and there was a one of those like sit down things that they did with Kobe and Shaq. They mm -hmm. did one with Magic and Isaiah. And he, I don't even really know if he fully apologized, but he did kind of tear up, which is the only thing Isaiah Thomas can do. It's just like <laughs> cry when he's been a dick and get affection. Um, so I got to say, Bad Boy Pistons like kind of got me into the old NBA and like they, they, I still think they're a phenomenal team, but God, personality wise, Isaiah Thomas, just one train wreck after the other. That's such a weird, shitty thing to do to Magic Johnson. Do you think he has hands? Do you think he could throw paws? Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. And again, he wasn't alone. Like, the, you know, the, I don't know if we want to dive into whatever this is, but there, the AIDS was definitely met with hostility in the NBA and the NFL. There, there weren't, like, athletes and just the fact that Reagan was intentionally trying to ignore yeah. it to kill as many gay people, Americans, as possible, like... There, people just weren't educated about it. Like they legit, there were people who thought like, I don't want them to breathe on me yeah, or like shake their hand pass or... it. Exactly. It's like that's not how it works. But, um, but yeah. So genuinely, just a bad look for a little while there. And part of it was probably like ramped up and wrapped up in with homophobia. I think another part of it was just genuinely not knowing about this disease, but just hearing that it keeps killing people all the time. Um, the sick thing is that he did get to play. Uh, in that dream team, though, and like kind of had a foray back in. I want to say, can we look this up? D did he play like two or three games for the Lakers after the dream team? I want to say they sort of tried to like give him another start. It says he got back, he, he came back in 96 for right. some handful of games or he something. Played, yeah, he played about 30 something games 32 in 95 games. Okay. Yeah. Sick. So think about this. Look up when was Kobe. Drafted not by 90, the Lakers but to the Lakers, he was a season away. He was like forty games away from having Kobe and Magic, like Magic just dishing dimes to one of the greatest. But Kobe didn't play until ever. like two years later. Really. But it's still just fun to imagine. Like I do, I think um, uh, Magic Shaq and Kobe and, on the court at exactly, the same time. Yeah. Exactly, I think Shaq and Bron had a couple games overlap as well when Shaq was like with the Heat for a season or two. That's like yeah. those those weird history facts when people are like, "Did you know that Benjamin Franklin and Alex Rodriguez were roommates?" Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> exactly. It's it's like a it's like, like wait what? Anne Frank and Martin Luther King are the same age or something mm. like that. Like one of those types of those are wild things. Those it's those like, kind of like are you serious? I think mine was made up but years <laughs> i would imagine so by, by about 150 year margin but yeah those same age things are fucking wild too there was one with um recently where it was like maybe a season ago like tom brady like threw a touchdown pass lebron james hit a game winner or something and then it's like if you go back 18 years the exact same thing happened oh, yeah. with both of them on this day it's like oh, these I guys have just that. been around what forever 
And Braun has played with like seven sets of like father son combos. Yeah. Like played against Dell and then Staff. And Bro, all that. speaking of which, a uh, good little segue there. They uh-huh. are and they're fully talking about in this upcoming CBA is of taking away the one and done. Yes, this was so, the only relevant and, NBA thing that yeah. I had. Let's let's dive and into that. It would uh it wouldn't start for this the twenty three draft class but it would be for the 24 draft class guess who's a free agent and guess whose son is graduating oh in 24 oh my god bro <laughs> and then Let's uh, go. bryce comes out in 25 bro so. Bronny, <laughs> Bronny going straight saying it? fuck college going straight into the league to wherever lebron is so he's still would this be the ultimate political finesse from lebron is to muscle into the cba that they're doing away with the one and done Bro. If, if you like <laughs> assuming he hasn't and even if he has like used his leverage or his clout as like the god of the nba before mm-hmm. using it now to go like look if you want to get a couple extra years out of me just, yeah just loosen the rules so my son can play with me i've made it very clear i want to do that i think it could be one of the coolest like bring people who don't watch the nba into the nba of going mm-hmm. like, like a holes. like can he hit 700 before he yeah. retires it's like can lebron dish some dimes to his son the, before he retires. Griffey, Griffey, dad and boy. Yes, yes, exactly. That's a way more apt comparison that those those Mariners years. That's so sick. That's so, and they hit what back to back home runs. I think in one, mm-hmm. in one. Yep. Oh man, that's so cool. Imagine <clears throat> what's the back to back dongs. <laughs> I don't know what they would do, but I also Brian don't. just ooping for his son. Oh like, man, throwing an oop to your son in the NBA would be insane. But I I also don't think. That unless a team takes a wild card shot for like the second sure, round, sure. I don't think Braun is a first out of high, or sorry, uh, Bronny is a out of high school draft pick. I I, would, I don't know if you. I get just, you on first rounder. I hear that, but at the same time, I feel like you're underestimating the how many franchise owners or or GMs are willing to to go. Look, we're probably not going to make the playoffs anyway. Let's just have let's just double the turnout for every single one of our home games by fishing for this guy that's you what know? i'm saying is like the unless they are fine with that in the second i don't think a team will do in the first round straight up don't think it'll happen in the first round i at agree all. and I, I agree honestly don't think it'll happen really in the second in round the but if it were to it would be some bozo probably like sacramento no east coast like team with two city with two teams in there and like one of them's orange and Ooh, orange and blue, blue. <laughs> just kind of they're wallowing in and out of playoff contention no, that would be crazy though if he went to the knicks if he got but again I, I don't think Bronny has it that's fair that yeah i i, I get that i still just think there's probably enough kind of shifty owners who are like look Winning isn't everything to me in these no. next two seasons, but getting asses and seats is. You could get the OKC situation, or I think uh, Utah even that mm-hmm. has like forty picks coming up True. in the next like yeah, three just years. Burn one of your like, eighteen. Fuck it, let's let's yeah. throw out. So I mean, who knows? It'll be exciting. That's for sure. I like that, um, Mike. Your your thoughts on uh, it, w- will a team potentially draft Bronny? either first or second round, just draft him at all in, in, I guess, what, two years from now, assuming that the CBA agreement ends up letting you sign someone straight out of high school? I mean, on the one hand, there's LeBron James being the face of the league, like literally like the global face of the sport, and being able to 
pretty much leverage any any part of that in in, in order to like if you're thinking about drafting his son in order to get him to come play for you know whatever team's going to draft him and uh-huh. um I, I feel like there's there's an obvious opportunity for a team in in any market really to get get attention get box office but but also for the league to be able to tell a really great story which i yes. right. would 100 believe that the the nba is usually in the interest of uh, of doing that of writing you know good stories for themselves so yeah. there, there's a lot of opportunity there the question is does a team uh be, because obviously even after lebron retires if you've if you've drafted you know this this 18 year old 19 year old kid like yeah he's still in your system yep. so like yep. you don't just you don't just draft like i i, I wouldn't but think he, he would he's just on a rookie contract a for a couple years you know it's not like you're wasting your whole future by making a second right round, no i'm second round I, pick i guess what i'm saying is it, it maybe it cuts down on that like i could see somebody being super opportunistic and being like oh we're gonna draft him just to try to get Braun for like a year and have yeah. this historic moment or whatever and then just you know, not really play him ever again after that, or like I, I don't know that anybody would do that because sure. that would almost be more disrespectful somehow than just like you, you know what I mean. Like I think he's gonna actually have to be, have to be like that dude. You know, like yeah. he's gonna have to really have it. Like yeah. I, I don't think he's gonna be able to just like just through the promise of getting Braun and Son sure on the floor at the same time is gonna overcome him. You know. Like being being an NBA thirty nine year old Bron too, yeah of course. Although he's averaged you so, know more in the last year and a half than he has for five years before that. <laughs> but it's, but it's, you, yeah, we all know we all something. know that it's kind of the sundown phase of his career. Even though he is like a one in a, a once in a lifetime monster, you're right. You do have to think about that. Um, here's my here's my uh, hypothesis. Here's my made up theory or hypothetical is you remember when David Stern stepped in and started like drafting for the what's I think it was the Hornets and then he blocked the Chris Paul to LA trade and like forced as the commissioner slash drafting guy forced Chris Paul to come to um, the new I guess New Orleans Hornets or New Orleans Bobcats Uh, what if you do the opposite of that and you like you block a trade of Bronny, like getting drafted by the Lakers or whatever, and you make him go to like a team that you think doesn't get enough hype. Uh, and then LeBron is forced to go there. And then as Adam Silver, you've just like made a team overnight become one of the most watched teams that was always kind of falling behind. <laughs> that's that's a 4D chess GM move. So I thought it was a like a shady. I, I can't remember exactly what, but I've I've read something about the stern blocking of the Laker of the trade. Yeah, because there was no owner for the Hornets at the time or right. something like that. And it, it once I read that, I was like, okay, it's not just like he didn't want to ruin the league. There's something that made true, sense true. to it, so he ended up with the Clippers or whatever. Yeah, it's it's um, a. Uh... But then I don't know. It's sort of like a, I don't know what you call it, like a wives' tale thing in the NBA. It's not like, it's a pretty unfounded, but it's sort of just a hunch of going like, well, come on, he, of course, he wanted to spread the wealth out there. Well, I've, I've got in, we can go into this any point. I've got three little items we could touch on, and the segue is that one, one of them is incredibly unfounded. So <laughs> we, can, we can go there whenever you yeah, want. Yeah, let's let's get rolling. Take it over. Okay, so well, I guess I'll I'll start with the two that are that are just 
they're neither founded are, nor unfounded. The two that are just, a worse segue. <laughs> Yeah, the two that are the worst segue to get to the good to get the, the juicier one. You gotta give the people an appetizer. You're right, you're right. Um so the first things, just want to hear you guys' thoughts on the calves because oh, yeah. they are shaping up to be a very formidable lineup. But the question is, are they a formidable lineup in the uh twenty two, twenty three season? Sure. Or are they not formidable until, you know, twenty twenty five? Right, like, right. Give them a few years to mature, type of give thing. Give us, give us a but, breakdown. We'll start, yeah. we'll start with the spider trade. Obviously, that's that's bolstering them a lot. Yeah. Well, let me just read off this. Yeah. Um, well, maybe I can do it from a little bit from memory. So on on the court, potentially, you'd have Donovan Mitchell, hmm. uh, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Oof. um, and I'm forgetting now. The four, four and five. Who Jared Allen, Jared Allen, K. Love is off the bench. Um, yeah, Kevin could yep. get six men of the year this season. Not marking in. No, it's um. He's in there, but it's not. Oh, no, hold on. <clears throat> Let me look. Pop it up, Mike. We need it. We need it. Who is it? I had like a master list of trades and where everyone went over the last months when we've been talking about it, and then I deleted them as we started bringing them up, so I don't have that anymore. I wish I did not do that. I think Evan Mobley... We're probably looking for... Does it say Evan Mobley's the three? That Who's, doesn't seem right. Uh, no, I just named him. Colin oh, Sexton okay. is, I don't what, the two? Um, Who? Colin oh, yeah, we Sexton. didn't say Colin Sexton. Did no, he's feel? gone. He's in Utah. Oh, shit, right. Okay. He's part of that That's trade. why we didn't say him. Um... Okay, Darius Garland, yeah. Karis LeVert, yes, uh, okay, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, um, Donovan Mitchell, and maybe Markinen. Right, Karis LeVert, on. who famously uh, they found like a heart murmur or something in him when he got traded either to Brooklyn or away from Brooklyn, and he was like, "Hey, this trade I think saved my life." Cool oh. story there, um, but yeah, that's that is a scary. That is a scary crew, man. I mean, we've talked about... I think we mentioned it last week, but, like, the most jarring, probably the most bizarre to visually look at team of next season is going to be, like, two guys under 6'5", and then potentially three guys over 7 foot. It's going to be a wild front-to-back court, like, comparison. They probably won't play, you know, that lineup consistently. Oh, they got Osmond, too. I remember... I've been on record being pro for this... Uh, this Cavs team. Um, I I really like Colin Sexton, but I'd take Mitchell over him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I really like this this squad a lot actually. It's gonna be exciting. I do I do want to throw in here while we're while we've mentioned Donovan Mitchell. Uh, one of the quotes that has been shared around the Knicks fan accounts and all that is. Um, in his debut thing with the Cavs saying, I thought for sure I was going back home. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. So even Donovan Mitchell himself, <laughs> not not saying that like I'm sad I'm here, obviously. That would that would be a fumble the bag type of statement. It wasn't anything like that, but it was like just being honest. Like I really didn't think Leon Rose would fuck this up this hard. <laughs> so just another, I, uh, just a little jab in my, in my heart again. For the record, I am still like the more that information comes out about that trade, I am 
completely like dumbfounded and flabbergasted and it's 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 encouraging to know that also donovan mitchell is dumbfounded yes, and flabbergasted. exactly and probably and 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 by kind of domino effect like i'm sure his agent was too you know i we don't have to belabor this but i do think um the knicks were kind of big dicking uh danny ainge specifically not just the jazz in general but going like you're asking for too much no one else here will give you a better deal and so come back when you're serious and that was that was a smart play for a certain amount of time clearly they missed that window and honestly I don't think anyone expected you know Utah to go like let's just get even more fucking picks like it, it I don't know so but whatever Markin it's depressing with Utah now he was part of that trade okay nice so that's a little bit of size I, going and I, I want to mention too of that well part of the reason is um <clears throat> like Kendrick Perkins is talking He's talking <laughs> super crazy about the Cavs, which I don't. I don't know yeah. if it's if it's that crazy. I mean, they're they're somebody mentioned. I can't remember who it was, but they're a young team. And yeah, of those guys I mentioned, Mobley, Allen, Mitchell, Lavert, and Garland, the oldest one, Darius Garland, is twenty eight years old. Wow! No way, he's that old. I'm he's not, the old. On. Yeah, they he's got, the oldest. They got time. Well, I'm they, saying I didn't think I didn't think Garland's twenty eight years old. No, sorry. Gar- Garland's 22. It was uh, Karis Allen, LeVert is 28. Probably. Sorry, oh, my bad, my bad, oh, yeah, my bad, yeah, my bad. Redact, redact. Yeah. Okay, I was um, like, holy shit. Yeah, no, Karis LeVert is 28. Uh, Darius Garland's 22. He was just born. Yeah. He's just <laughs> yeah. a little baby boy. So um, they've got well, so much time. And so that's what somebody was talking about, like, in, you know, I, like, saying to Kendrick Perkins, like, I believe you, trust you, whatever, but give me, like, three seasons let them get maybe right. some playoff experience, and then yeah. you know if they stick together, like they'll have a really, really, um, really solid squad. So, and that's we'll, that's we'll a see. big if too. I mean, I I almost hesitate when when people talk about like how young a team is, or like I, I think OKC gets that a lot too of just going like each season they keep drafting like one of the five best draft picks for that year. It's like yeah, but let these let these guys who are basically better than like they're getting a sweet deal on them. Then their rookie contract expires, and then you're staring, you're between a rock and a hard place of going like, do I destroy our salary cap to re-sign each of these valuable guys? you got to make that decision every single year in a row if you've got like four good draft picks. Um, you know, young team is great, but we'll see if they last or if they stick together. Yeah, and I I hear you, and I wasn't listening to part of that, but I did hear you. Um <laughs> Part of that was awesome. because Solid. <laughs> I was thinking about the okay the second piece. No, it's it's related in this in this um, uh, OKC world. The second piece of kind of business or news that honestly has really bummed me out just because of how well he played in summer league and just like I wanted to see, uh-huh. but it was the oh, Chet Holmgren Chet. injury. Yeah, um, which is not news mm-hmm. anymore. It, but it's just like it is such a bummer. And I've been watching. There's like different, I don't know, YouTubers and NBA, uh, in the like NBA YouTube world making videos on, um, the Chet Holmgren on his injury and and stuff like that. But it, I'm just more than anything, I'm just bummed because I really wanted to see him play, and I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't hundred percent any of that. He was yeah. a guy for me. It was almost like I'm not rooting against him, but it was like you got big hypothetical shoes to fill. Like I just don't see your frame. It, like working in the league <laughs> like and uh it wasn't anything like i want to watch him fail but it was just like let's see this would be wild yeah. if it's like 
And he was getting like player comps to Kevin Durant. Not meaning like you're going to be incredible, but just like your your size and your spot up shooting, whatever yeah. shot creation, like could have been awesome. And we're going to have to wait, you know, at he least got hurt a season. In summer Skill that's tragic. In, in base. Got hurt in summer oh, league. That's tragic. Base. Yeah. So definitely a bummer, Mike. I do want to throw. We were talking about Knicks fumbling the bag. Let's talk about the Lakers mm. absolutely securing a bag yeah. because. Dennis Schroeder is back in your saddle, yes. signing a one-year, $2.5 million deal to return to the Lakers. Let's Keep in go. mind, you guys are about to pay him, what, 81, 84? 82, 84, something like that for four years or something? Yeah. So so basically 10% mm. of the per-year rate that you, the, you your organization was happy to give him. He's I now love coming it. in. I love it. And to be honest, I think this is cool. Like, obviously, Schroeder, like, deserves a, a shot, like, he, I don't. I, it was a little Julius Randle. Like I don't. I think it's. It would have been insanely overvalued to give him four years at that amount. But, like, let that dude earn it. Like, let that dude come back and prove that he deserves it. And, uh, you know, you're getting him for a good rate. Everybody kind of wins because I do believe if he crushes it for the Lakers and like has a you know a three game win differential or something like just the nature of him being there and not being forty. I think you guys owe him, you know, a chance a at that bag. big bag again for sure. Well, a chance at G bus. Yes, at least that <laughs> one night with G. Okay. <laughs> that is not for sale in this organization. Okay. All right. Um, I will say so. I haven't, and I really haven't read any analysis about it or, or kind of heard people talking about it other than that it happened. But just kind of off the cuff, like I was immediately excited. Because I like Dennis Schroeder. I like watching him yeah, play. Mm-hmm. I, do, yep. I do remember watching him a lot and screaming at the television a lot as well. <laughs> yes. he, does, he, did do, he, he does certain things that like uh, were not great um, in the offense that I was I th- Honestly, I in. think of him as kind of like Randall. As Julius like had a blinding season, like the, the difference is our boneheaded organization gave him a billion dollars and you guys didn't. Like, But a guy who could be a solid like a solid rotation player like like potentially you know even a starter guy but not necessarily clutch and his shot selection I think is one of his Achilles heel kind of things very similar to both those guys in that regard the the thing that sticks out to me well just about his his play style and this is always like a skip like harps on this point but I I like it and agree like he's a dog like he's just one of those guys that like will just go out there and and just rip so i you know i i love that and i appreciate that and i I like to watch him play play in la a lot so i'm glad they brought him back i do feel just like from a business standpoint sports fan standpoint just it makes me sick to think about how he missed out on like the contract that he missed out on like i mean obviously like the lakers getting him for a, you know, like you said, t- like ten, a ten percent of that total is like incredible. But man, that is just absolutely brutal. So I hope he comes back with a vengeance and just like is like full, you know, just weight room, like nose down, like just absolutely going for it. The other thing that it made me think of was, I, it, it immediately tipped off in my head even more, like. Is Russ getting shipped out of town? Like, th- like, why bring sure. in De- Dennis? Yeah. You bring in Pat Bev and Dennis Schroeder, right? Like two two guys that are gonna play um, in that backcourt. Like, 
I don't know. It just struck me as, as odd. And like, obviously, you know, Schroeder is probably going to be comfortable coming off the bench, et cetera. He's going to be comfortable just to, to be there and just, you know, be, be playing. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. Something about it tipped it, tipped it off in my mind. I was like, is, I don't know. Is this another sign of, of things to come? Do, Do any of us have any hope or faith in the Lakers organization's ability to, play rush Russ off the bench no so that that's just out no. of the question right mm-hmm. yeah so in this case then it just seems like a trade is more and more inevitable you know it's like we're and Jeannie has literally said like we you know Russ deserves like look <clears> at his track record he deserves to start she didn't say he deserves to start here this next season she was like yeah that's a starting caliber player we're gonna find someone <laughs> who fucking wants to start him um reading between the lines but I I yeah I it's almost like I think the only thing more annoying than talking about like KD and the Nets this offseason has been like what's going to happen to Russ yes Um, you're correct absolutely so so let's just wait and see but I I will say and I I don't have skin in the game as far as the Lakers is concerned but I think for Russ's sanity and for I, I just I hope he gets traded before game one or at least by you know the trade deadline. We'll see, I mean yeah we'll see you know who who shows up to camp and just yeah I I don't know I'm not I'm not holding my breath though. Can um, we I think we I think we do need to mention just because it is it is big worthwhile news. I don't think really we need too much of an analysis on it, but uh, the NBA the Robert Sarver yeah, shit. So. so the NBA suspended Suns owner Robert Sarver for one year from the Suns and Mercury organization, based on league investigation. Uh, Sarver has also been fined ten million dollars, which is the equivalent of sixty-five cents if you're listening at home, based on your income, and complete <laughs> training program focused on respect and appropriate workplace conduct, which I'm sure he's going to print out and wipe his ass with I, I it really frustrates me to see the shit especially after like i think like the the slow drawn out uh excommunication of donald sterling needs a fucking mm-hmm. documentary because i think the nba was very reluctant to fuck the money up and owners get a total set of different standards it, it, adam silver literally said it he was just like you know if he were within the organization if you were a player if you were a, a, a sweat wiping boy like th- there's different standards for owners because you paid for a team so you yeah. get to do a little bit more sexual assault it just it do, it did not sit right with me and this whole last couple of week uh lebron and cp have both spoken out i'm sure more people have but those are the ones that kind of get the bleacher report attention um uh, again, this is not really fun, but I, I do want to just lay it all out. They they did say in key findings the NBA found, Robert Sarver said the N-word at least five times when recounting a statement of others, made sex-related inappropriate comments about physical appearance of females at work, inappropriate physical conduct toward men, and engaged in harsh, harsh treatment. So just kind of a litany of being a scumbag of a guy, and it sounds you know like the things you do when you're a power tripping like never been told no i was gonna say shit he he just sounds like he just sounds like any like super entitled like you said has never been told no like yeah just 
old what white can i get asshole. away with <laughs> that they're your your dad was rich enough to set you up with like a hedge fund and you just like fell ass backwards from success to success and then you just started buying things you wanted to get some sort of satisfaction and now that doesn't do it anymore so you just go like let me just really play the world on sandbox mode god mode <laughs> with no rules and no consequences like and i i will say that the nba was was firing Donald Sterling not a very good thing? If you if you if you're the commissioner of a league, and there's just a vehemently disgusting ghoul who owns one of the teams, players know about it. It's an open secret. Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, all those guys have talked about it. Guys from ten years before that, like guys for decades, have talked about that guy's a piece of shit. I didn't want him to meet my family. He never gets invited to you know player weddings and stuff. Um. The opposite of a Cuban, if you will, who is like one of the owners yeah. that comes to mind as being kind of like fun, diplomatic, nice. Um, and and Sterling going may have hurt their pocketbooks or whatever, but it's like, first of all, who gives a fuck given the context, given the investigation? And secondly, like, I think that's one of those things that aren't in a CBA, that aren't in a written agreement or statement or a, or a union talk. It's just a good faith. It's a it's a thing you show players to go. This type of shit is not tolerated in our in our league, and uh, the fact that they just made this second standard or basically said like, I don't know what it was with Sterling. Like this is the amount of n words we can catch you saying on the phone before you're actually gone. Like I really don't know how they defended this, and I will say like I like Silver. I think he might be the best commissioner in Major League Sports. Yeah, uh, a hell of a lot better than Stern. Um, but I, this is like the biggest blemish right now in, in recent memory that I can think of for him. But I, so this was, it was way later than I thought in 2014. In my mind, it wow, was like Jesus. a decade plus ago. Um, but yeah, getting in, in, I don't know, like you said about it, hitting the pocketbooks, pocketbooks right away, but it certainly worked out in the long run. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, Balmer. Incredible. Steve Ballmer was waiting in the wings well, for for like a decade, and like, and people liked him and knew he would like step up. We're talking about Sterling now, so we're jumping back. But 2014, when Sterling got fired, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's it's worked out in the long run with Ballmer for yeah. sure. I remember that being in the headlines, and obviously, like, I know his name, and I I just don't know that much about that whole story. Maybe we'll have to we'll have to do a. It's deep dive wild. Into we can, yeah, we can, we can do that off the air. I'm sure everyone has like had it beaten to beaten to death. But again, when you look at the when you look at the Sarver stuff, it's like, what did he? What did Sterling do that was worse than that? Like, it sounds like, it sounds like Sarver did like a Sterling and then like four other allegations at once. And I I don't know, but. You know, obviously we're a billion miles away from the power or structures that that exist. Um, I I think a hundred million dollar fine is just such a joke. Uh, was it ten million? I, no, it was I read 10. it and then deleted it. Ten million dollars is just that's embarrassing. Like I think I think Mark Cuban paid more than ten million dollars in fines that one season when he was like kind of just like oh, yeah. d- doing a bit and just going like yeah I'll, I'll just do what I want this money means nothing to so me like the timing of the Sterling situation with Silver is pretty interesting I didn't know it was like that so Silver became commissioner in February of 14 and 
Sterling in April of 14 was banned for life from the NBA. Yep. So it was just in and then booted. I, there, you know, there's a lot of people behind that. It's not let's, just the commissioner stepping ooh, in. Boom, let's but. say maybe theoretically, if you are trying to hand That's power crazy. over, because this Sterling thing, it, the decision was made with early Adam Silver, like months into his tenure. Oh yeah. yeah. But the allegations were coming out in the last yeah. year or so of, of of David Stern. Maybe the default for the NBA is giving this little Sarver like one year punishment and a tiny fine. Maybe that was a way for David Stern to wipe his hands of this fucked up situation and Silver to look like a tough guy and a good guy and a guy mm-hmm. on the player's side. It could be that they never wanted Sterling gone, you know? And it was just like, look, you are we're backed into a corner here. We have to hurt one of our own billionaire pieces of shit. I want to do a deep dive into the Sterling thing because I don't remember. They need a dock on like, it. They need a dock on it. What? We're the dock. Let's dock right Let's, now. Okay, so next <laughs> next week, guys, we're doing a Sterling deep dive. You're going to hate it. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, that, I didn't realize it was that reason. In my mind, it was literally like 2009 probably. Yeah. But then you started saying Blake Griffin it's, and yeah, Chris Paul. It's, it's like, oh, late duh, dude. City, I totally dude. remember them being like, yeah. hey, man, like they don't even... God, that's it's crazy, dark, dude. and he and and Blake Griffin did not really hold back. I think that's another old man on the three. I think JJ got like a, a kind of mm. good ten minutes of just kind of talking about it. Um, but yeah, I I, I yeah, didn't expect Sarver. that to get me that pissed, fuck, but definitely fuck Sarver, fuck uh, Sterling. Yeah, man, Oof. a lot of heavy so, S names in this. Phoenix fans, you know, if you didn't feel the the punishment was uh, severe enough. <laughs> <laughs> Take it into your own hands. We're going to drop his address <laughs> in, in the description. The um, sons are yours. Yeah. <laughs> 1v1. But yeah, Winner definitely. Gets the sons. Kind of a kind of a bummer way to add. Mike, did you have a third piece that I cut you off on? I, I did have a third piece, but I think ra- rather than... It, it's kind of another rabbit hole, so maybe we maybe we save it. and Let's can, put it in the back close. pocket. We'll save yeah, it real quick, back and Sheldon will cut it out if it's... <laughs> <laughs> no... I will say though we could end on it on an up note with a uh, with a triple gentleman's uh, tip of the cap to the Las Vegas Aces for securing their yes. first WNBA title. Dub, dub, Cheers, dub. love that. We're we are so happy for y'all. Wait, what? Uh, Go off, Queens. What city was that? Vegas. That's right. Vegas. Vegas. Shouts out Vegas. Meanwhile, uh, the Raiders got off to an zero and two start, and uh, I don't Please. think anyone expected that. They they're they're probably considered maybe the number one zero and two team because there's four NFL teams that are zero and two so far. They're they're considered maybe first or second to potentially still make a wild card playoff run. But they're in the toughest division in the whole game. We we did yeah. <laughs> we're back we're backloading it, but we did start off theoretically thinking we just make this an NFL pod <laughs> this week. We got a lot to talk about, but we're not going to. Last real quick um, before we shut it down. I think they said Steph signing like a LeBron Nike type deal with Under Armour for yes. like lifetime billion. Close to a billion dollars. Yeah. Uh-huh. Crazy. Shouts Very out Steph. Very sick. Very sick in the shoe world. And while we're in the shoe world, I do want to mention I got some uh, New York Knicks colorway oh, yes. uh, Dude, dunk they're highs. they're so fire. Very it's happy crazy. about them. So sick. So, folks, we're going to leave you with that image in your mind. <laughs> Me walking around, stumbling around in my dunks. Um I, I think we, we pulled something good out of our ass still, it. folks. We, we tend to do that. Oh, nice. Um, we will uh, see you next time. Peace.